Oh, I'm quite enjoying this one. <laughs> Take. Have you still got a drumstick in? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tactfully removed it from my rectum. I thought nobody would notice. <laughs> and that's the beginning of the show. Okay, and take three. <laughs> Season 4, episode 15. Indeed. We're back. Yes, we have the dazzling Adam again. Sweet here. Hello again. We do. He's dazzling. In fact, we all have sunglasses on as we speak. <laughs> and so he's that dazzling. Ladies, prepare, because as we know from the Lug Radio facts, Adam Sweet causes women to have orgasms, apparently. Oh, <laughs> right. Really? Okay. So, so we have Adam Sweet. Who else have we got? Really? We've got Stuart Large Fridge. <laughs> no. Hi. <laughs> Stuart Large Fridge. I'm Stuart, I'm Stuart Langridge. Stuart he's Aid Balshaw. <laughs> I'm Aid And he's Jonathan Edward James Bacon. <laughs> and this. <laughs> that, incidentally. <laughs> didn't this. need that. Didn't need that. <laughs> what, what have we got on this show of We've local got radio? Becky Hogg from the Open Rights Group. We do the uh, British version of the EFF. Chris Waddle, which isn't the FSFF. Chris Waddle, <laughs> Chris Waddle. <laughs> no, the FSF and the EFF are different organisations. The yes, EFF, they are. Both of which involve Chris Waddle. <laughs> and neither uh, of them involve Chris and Waddle. And bags of otters' noses. And <laughs> we also have on the show. If you could go back in time and change something about the. Uh, course of history to make Linux more popular these days, what would you do? And it yep. doesn't involve killing Bill. It does involve killing dogs, There's though. There's a film about that. Kill no, Bill. Kill Bill. Mm. And Kill Bill 2. No, I, I don't think that's about person. what you think. What else do we talk, are we, we going to talk about? We talked about <laughs> Linux used to be traded on the fact that it was more secure, more stable, and faster. Is it still the case? Mm. Yep. Ooh, and okay. we're going to talk about integrating uh, Linux applications with free, soft, um, free culture and free Creative things. Commons content out there on the internet. And we're going to talk about some emails. Yep, and, and, much. and like Radio Live. <laughs> and we're going to talk about a certain extravaganza that will be occurring on like Radio Live. There, 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 there will be, there will be a, 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 a gongish extravaganza. It is occurring a bit gong gongish. And just in case it's not clear, it's definitely nothing to do with bum love. <laughs> <laughs> Recently, I updated my uh, operating system and got a new version of Rhythmbox. You did it when you were at CBIT, didn't you? I did, yeah. I can't believe that. You took your only laptop <laughs> at, at CBIT and you dist-upgraded it to a not-released operating system. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was a it, fast it, it, internet a, connection in the hotel was, room. Well, He's upgraded it to Ubuntu Feisty Owned. <laughs> <laughs> but if that had gone wrong, you'd have been t unbelievably fucked. Well, I'd... I doubt it. I mean, whenever I've Did you call your data at first? <laughs> BRD. Well, I backed up my songs to an iPod. <laughs> to a Mythbox. But none of the data you actually iPod. give a shit about. Eh? I give a big shit about my music collection. It's well, my fucking pride and joy. Well, yeah, but just imagine how long it would take you to go and bit turn it all down again. Not that long. Bit turn your bit turn what is this thing you speak Okay, of? then go and rip it from all the CDs that are in your cupboard if you want to. Oh, You'll still or, get it back. You've already hello? got backups of music SCP connection. I have, I have. From I've your got, myth box. I've got all 15 ACDC CDs. <laughs> <laughs> C-H-N <laughs> Right, anyway No, sorry. Band, no, no fans, that is not the rock band you're talking about either Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I upgraded um, to Feisty and there's a new Rhythmbox in there and <clears throat> one of the cool things about Rhythmbox is that it has inbuilt support for Gemendo and uh, it's got Rhythm <laughs> Thanks Gemendo Gemendo, which is a uh, WTF? It's a... Gemendo is like... Um, a Creative Commons music label. Yeah, basically it's a label. Label. Yeah. yeah. Right, so, you, okay. so you can go and listen to tunes uh, online, and then if you like it, you can download the album, and it downloads over BitTorrent. Ah, yeah. And, and Well, the idea, you can go and buy the album. No, that's Magnatune. Oh, sorry, that's Magnatune. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I thought, I thought Gemendo was like Magnatune. It, it is, apart from the buying bit, as far as I'm aware. 
So Jumendo is just a repository of free music, basically. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So Magnitude support is also in there, and and you can buy the music from within Rhythmbox as well. So, oh, really? Wow. So I was thinking, this is pretty cool, and I've been thinking about this for a while. You know, about integrating free music and free video and stuff like that into. <laughs> You've been thinking about it for about a week. No, I have. I've been no, talking no, about this for a long time. Bastion, Bastion <laughs> talked about this kind of thing at the Radio Live last mm, year, didn't he? Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it, and, why yeah. Is it, and why? The thing is, the point of this discussion is why isn't this happening? I mean, it's it's to I, me, it's like we've got this fantastic free operating system, and we've got all this amazing free content out there. You know, Jukoshi does it, right? Well, Jukoshi does it. Jukoshi does it with free sound. I mean, in in Mr. Bacon's defence, he has been talking about this for quite a while. Thank you, Mr. And we've talked about things like having Open Office go and get clip art from OpenClipArt.org. For example, stuff like that. It's a no-brainer, yeah. really. So, th- we, like, like you said, there are loads and loads and loads of these repositories. You, you get, you know, iTunes, it ties into the iTunes Music Store and stuff like that. We can't do commercial content, yeah. but one really good way of getting all the free culture, Creative Commons stuff in front of people is to make it available in Rhythmbox. Because that's the thing, I mean, the big killer feature with iTunes when it first came out, of course, was the fact that not only could it obviously talk to the iPod, which is, you could get music on the go Imagine easy. that. Imagine an, uh, a piece of Apple software can talk to a piece of Apple hardware. <laughs> wow. It's stunning, yeah. But that was obviously a boon, because uh, at the time, you didn't really get anything like that. And obviously, within the media player, you could listen to radio, you could listen to your music, you could stick it into party mode and yeah, that kind I mean, of stuff. That- and that's kind of, to me, what a media player is all about. And we're starting to see that now in the free software world. That's actually a very good point. Um, I used Rhythmbox for the first time about 18 months ago. Can Banshee do this, Stop. by the way? Yes. Well, right. you can't do the Magnitude um, Gemendo, but it, Banshee's got support for um, internet radio. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean yeah. That, that was the thing. When I first used Rhythmbox, I thought, oh, radio, what's that? Clicked on it. I mean, I was kind of vaguely aware internet radio existed. You used to call it the wireless in your day, didn't you? Yeah, the wireless. <laughs> Either wireless. You're a fucking fine one. Yeah, top. fucking ancient bastard. <laughs> 90 fucking years old. Shut up. <laughs> old man Bradshaw. <laughs> um, and I thought, wow, look, at, and there were loads of radio stations in there. And you start thinking, well, cool, and start looking into it. Or in, were they all shit? Or in Rhythmbox's case, no, three of, radio one, stations. One of them was um, uh, old game tunes from Commodore 64. Which I thought was brilliant. I was really impressed when I saw that. I bet they've got a handsome audience. <laughs> well, it might be, Nora. might be me Furry. and the one other guy, but so what? Eight bit classics. What do you Now, I think you're confusing things slightly. Your point's basically right, but Rhythmbox has always had a limited selection of radio stations. I think you're thinking of Stream Tuner. Because Streamtune is another program which lets you browse Shoutcast, Live 365, and all oh, these different radio stations. Maybe. Because one thing we, I know I've talked to you about, Ak, is, is we, I think, because I think I showed you Streamtune, and you're like, wow, this is cool. And then we were saying, why don't they integrate this into Rhythmbox? Yeah. Because uh, there's basic radio support in Rhythmbox that access, you know, it's been for a while. But yeah. Streamtuner has got like hundreds of different radio stations. And it's good for like, I mean, for example, when I was at the UDS, I didn't have any of my music on my laptop and I just tuned into a metal radio station. I Do you want to just clarify what UDS is? Ubuntu Developer Summit. Mm-hmm. The next one is I mean, in Spain. But there's, there are loads of repositories of um, freely licensable stuff oh. out there. It's not just, I don't think there are any repositories of freely licensable porn, are there? Uh, the, whole go- <laughs> the whole goal of the porn market is to make you pay money for pornography. XNXX.com. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm in the presence of an expert, obviously. So if you want to go on Web 2.0, you go to PornoTube. <laughs> really? <laughs> apparently. Oh, somebody told me that. Anyway, this week, can we like, not talk kidding. about pornography? <laughs> <laughs> what about the Hun as well? But, 
Anyway. Shut up about fucking... <laughs> no, because I'm being particularly what? quiet here. Allinternals.com. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Jonah knows far too much but about this subject. Are, Barnyardbabes.com. There, there are oh. things... Shut up! <laughs> Jesus. But there are things like um, oh, free dear. stock photography sites, and I'd love yeah. to see that in the GIMP, because I spend quite a lot of time, um, if I'm trying to mock something up in the GIMP, go off to a stock photography site, uh, pull down a Creative yeah. Commons photo, or, or, or search Flickr for CC licensed photos. Yeah. And, and I'd love a plug And scrolling through the two, two pages. Pages of, of results. No, um, fucking loads. Got really? a shitload of. Them. Okay. I mean, they're all pictures of you know some, some bloke's house. Phone box. There was um, like. But, I mean, but if you look at stock, ext- I mean, stock photography sites, they tend to have lots of pictures which are dead useful. Um, if you're putting together a website or something, so so someone will have a very close up picture of <laughs> of a box. Sorry, but of Jono's house just fell down. Yeah, nice. <laughs> 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 so I mean, and it wouldn't be that difficult to write a GIMP plugin to do it. And now that I've said that. I may do it. <laughs> Another fucking point, project on my list to suck up to. <laughs> Another piece of half-finished code on the internet from Mr. Langridge. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's rock like, on. But we, but we could do that. I'd love to see things like that. Well, it's mm. like Elliot. I mean, Elliot from Open Advantage wrote a thing called Flickr Lily. He was his yes. first Rails project, and that just searches Creative Commons content on, on Flickr. Okay. And he used it mainly because he wanted um, images for slides, for, for presentations. Okay. And I said to him, you know, this really should be built into OpenOffice. You know, because the great thing about that, because you know what the problem was like in the old days, where you get clip art with with your opera, with your uh, right. your web processor, and then you'd use the same three things over and over again, and you'd yeah. use the same ones as everybody else. You'd get a flyer from somebody, or you get a party invitation from as, somebody, as, yeah. and as they've all got the same fucking balloons on that yeah. you've got. As your. can be seen in doctor surgeries across the land. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking shitty word art. And, uh, and you'd, you'd know because of your uh, poor health at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Join our cancer clinic. <laughs> Balloons, <laughs> but you've got. I mean, I mean, you've got open clip art, for example, which is trying to build up this library of that sort of clip art. Yeah. So you go, oh, I need, I, I need to do a party invitation. Give me some balloons or a picture of a present. We should get the raccoon something. in there. We should. Get we the should raccoon. get Jimac to uh, to recreate it in SVG format. <laughs> SVG and then do it. The fucking but join raccoon. I, I'd love to see that tied into <laughs> OpenOffice, for yeah. example. And I think some people have talked about. You, you can certainly install the clip art from OpenClipArt.org as a package under Debian based. Right. right. Linux is. Well, it gets all of the clip art. Uh, none of it. It's not very big. I mean, it's not a massively comprehensive library yet. There's probably um, a thousand <laughs> or two thousand things in there, if if that. And they're all SVG, so they're all pretty tiny. It doesn't they know the whole lot, though, surely? Well, I mean, think about it. If each one's, say, 4K and there's 2,000, there's only 8 megs. That's fuck all. So you might as well get the lot. No. Why, why the hell would you want to get just a bit of it or go and search it online if you can just snuff the entire library? Mm. I'd say, but, but I'd if, say there were two th- if, if there were 200,000 things of clip art in there, then it'd be a bit more of a problem. You'd want an online search return. Nah, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the real value in it is the fact that it's searching a live resource so you can, you yeah, can see new shit that's in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, but I think the key thing, I mean, I wrote a, part of the reason why I wanted to talk about this on, on, on today is because I wrote a blog entry about it today when I noticed this um, uh, Rhythmbox support. And a guy left a, a valid comment on my blog saying... Of course, you've got to keep rem- you've got to remember about not only downloading content but also uploading. So from things yeah. like Jokosha, you should be able to easily shove music into, into Freesound ma- in, or something in, like that, or yeah, magnitude. That'd be a good idea, yeah, into magnitude. And that's yeah. the thing. I mean, to me, it's like we've got a great operating system, but we need all this all of this shits out there, well, I mean, and it needs we, to be better integrated. We, we ha- I mean, we talked about that a bit in the past with things like FSpot. Yeah, um, and and Fbot can publish to Flickr, for yep. example. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Flickr is a non-free web service, whatever. Um, but for the moment, ignore that. But Flickr can. Um, <laughs> Fbot, you can heard do it that. here first, people. Yeah, <laughs> Flickr's <laughs> a non-free web service, whatever. Shut up! I'm trying to illustrate a point without being a free software seller. You know, like everyone keeps telling me. It. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you, so you've got the option of tools that manage this kind of thing. 
um, do publish it. But tools that create stuff tend not to. So yeah. there's the, um, you don't we don't have and the uh, APIs uh, are published, aren't we, they? Yeah, we do, we don't have upload um, to Freesound in Chikosha or to Magnatune or Jamendo in Chikosha, for example. And we probably should do. But I think it's. I mean, but you don't have a working Jacosha. Well, there is that as well. <laughs> but we don't. We don't have um, publishing to stock photo sites from uh, F Spot. Right. You know, you can, pu- yeah. you can publish to Flickr. No, it doesn't need to be two way. Absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, the, the thing that's been interesting, I think, in the last couple of years is that we've changed. Oh, we've changed from things like just looking at free software. And now you've seen a lot more sites like Wikipedia and like, uh, you know, Gemendo and things like that. We've seen a lot more of that going on. So people are more open to the idea of free content as opposed to just free software. It would invent a whole new level of spam. Like people are like, I don't know, get your Viagra uh, images and upload them. No doubt about it. It would be a whole new way of uploading shite to us, wouldn't it? Well, but you can do that anyway yeah but I mean, I mean spammers if they want if they want to write get your viagra here on an image and upload it to Flickr, they can already do that yeah having support in the gimp is not going to change that yeah. <laughs> it's to make it easier for the rest of us to do it. but spammers are always the first people to use new technology incidentally did you see you know like on last on, on, on the last show we were talking about the future of gnome and fucking da- spurred some Mo- discussion Murray coming and all that and started talking about it which is brilliant because that was the point of talking about yeah. it there was a big discussion on the irc channel which uh Shala posted me a link to um, and yeah, it's good to see there's some discussion that going there. I'd like to see, I'd like to see easy support for this kind of stuff built into GNOME or KDE. So application developers shouldn't have to run through this, jump through the same hoops to to get this kind of support. Yeah, in there. It'd be really good. So, so where are we now with this? We're kind in of form? I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, not, <laughs> not not <laughs> brilliantly, right? Because I I, th- I remember the open office support for getting stuff from the fucking clipart place what it's called open, open, clipart. open clipart I'm sure that was being talked about a year and a half ago yeah, that it was. not happened as far as I, w- I mean it may have done and Welcome I have and, and, I and I haven't seen it or you saying they're it, lazy it's not with my version of open office right you're telling but Michael Meeks still got the fucking multicoloured donuts then <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I said I mean you can you can down you can install open clipart the package right. and get a load of it so then it's available yeah, so it's, uh, let's see some of this happening. And obviously, listeners, I mean, if I you know of any of this stuff, then do let us know. Yeah, some way of tying things into getting fonts would be nice. That would be good. Like, you know, like, 1001freefonts.com or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, they'd have to be 1001 actually properly freely licensed fonts.com. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than just 1001 fonts we've robbed off other people's sites where they weren't very clear about the licensing. Well, I'd, I'd, like to see, I'd, like to, I'd like to see access for, um, you know, commercial well, music is. and things like that. If you want to buy the IMA, your Iron Maiden album, I'd like to see that kind of support. But then it? you've got to have you know, a, a commercial thing is prepared to let you do that, and there aren't that many yeah. of them. <laughs> Fucking precisely none, in fact. <laughs> you know, be, 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 because everyone is either the iTunes music store who are apparently not interested in cooperating with Rhythm Box, or they're selling WMV music that we can't fucking WMA music with DRM on it that we can't play anyway. Fucking so ta-da, <coughs> there it is. But, but isn't but, DRM a really bad idea now, according to uh, Mr. Jobs? It is. Yeah. yeah. S- fucking credit to they, they credit did it because the music industry told them to do it right beard <laughs> beard linux i yeah. i have maximum respect for jobs i mean i know there's like c- cynical people know, saying you're, you're running mac os x the guy the guy the way i see it is the guy basically said you know five ten years was ago, he wearing a goes, black polo neck the, gu- the guy the guy goes yes he was <laughs> the guy says yeah yeah music labels you know if you want to come and you know we, we're going to create this thing called the ipod uh, we're gonna. We believe in digital music, and they said, "Well, we're not gonna fucking do that because people can copy it." And he said, "Okay, we'll have this thing called DRM." And they were like, "Yeah, all right then. We like this idea." Of you DRM. think he said that to them? Well, they obviously said to them, "You're gonna need if you want if you want your music protecting, then we'll have to use DRM, right?" And they were like, "Okay, we'll feel comfortable about that because we've got DRM." And then 
gets them all on board. Now uh, Apple are fucking controlling that space. Yeah. And it says, ah, Darren Bond. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, 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 it depends. The, the opposite side of the coin is that he said, Joe well, there are basically three ways to do this. You've got to have DRM or you could have no DRM. Or we could keep, keep the DRM we've got and license it everywhere. And obviously, number three is not possible. We're not doing it. So just stop talking about licensing <laughs> fair play to anybody. So the only options are DRM or no DRM. And clearly we want no DRM. Did you read it, was good, it was good that he stood up and said that. Absolutely. Did you read his essay? But, but the, uh, I did. About six times. Hey, uh, what, once did you not understand me the first no. time? He bit thick. <laughs> I don't know if you've got a Firefox update. I, <laughs> did you have to use your finger to follow the line? I did, I, I, I did absolutely. I thought it was important to actually read it carefully rather than just, you know, well, the thing skip is, read it in my lunch hour. The thing is, why has he decided to say no? Is it just because they've got the market share and we can go, how fuck you, we're going to my do theory, our My theory is that, he's, is that Jobs, in his heart of hearts, doesn't particularly like DRM and knew that he needed I, DRM to, no, well, to get yeah, some control well, in the industry. I, I, th I think he genuinely doesn't like it. I, 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 and I now he's got it, he's kind of going, fuck you. And it's like... I, th I just thought perhaps maybe... I fucking lost the thread again, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fucking glistening point to make there. Oh, maybe maybe, maybe the minutes. fumes are affecting your brain. Yeah, 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 sorry, well, I'm, you know, breathing, I'm speaking forcefully through a brown cloud. <laughs> yeah, a brown cloud of CH4, <laughs> I think. Yeah, listeners, if you can hear this whirring in the background, it's the extractor fan. <laughs> Strapped to Jono's Aids ass. Aids got wind tonight. <laughs> fucking <laughs> cheek. Moving swiftly uh, on. I remembered my point, so I got a thing Your point is important to no, us. Maybe, I just thought maybe now it's because people are so, the, the wider public actually really becoming Fat aware people. of what DRM is and what it means. No, they're not. And he thought maybe Right, fuck. Well, we slow, better try and slow, 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 Slowly they are. Do you I reckon? Mean, I don't think they are. People are starting now. Most they, people they, on the street they, have they, no clue. No, I agree with you. But no, the, the more advanced of ordinary people, rather yeah. than geeks, are now starting to run into things like the three iPod limit. On, you know, or the three Mac limit on how, how many times you can move your music like before you have to buy it all again. And that sort of thing. I think as well that um, there's no doubt Apple themselves are getting into the... Um, sharing information between devices thing because you know for example they've got their new Apple TV thing and you can wirelessly you know, there was a get content between that and your iPod and then, yeah, your, oh, yeah, and then your Mac there was and then a your post TV. on Dig about that and all it was was pictures of the packaging <laughs> there was like 15 <sighs> photos of the packaging all taken really tastefully and I'm like like porn photos for fuck's sake <laughs> The but packaging. Yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't do that with a fucking Cisco manual, would you? <laughs> <laughs> they go in the bin. But, but I mean, th th this is the thing. I mean, the way we fight against this kind of thing is precisely to, like you say, Jono, to to get at all this stuff that's out there on the net. Yeah. The the Creative Commons community or the free culture community or whatever you want to call it yeah. is is busy putting together. No, it's an excellent idea. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, motherfucker. Okay, we're talking to Becky Hogg from the Open Rights Group. Hello, Becky. Hello. So, Hello. tell us what you do and what ORG does. Okay, so I run ORG, the Open Rights Group. It's a very young organisation, and basically the best way to introduce it is to say it's a bit like the British EFS. It's now, we British don't go around EFF. doing impact litigation because Britain doesn't have a constitution. But what we do do is we uh, talk to the media, we talk to politicians, and we try and make them see another point of view on technology. Excellent. Ooh. Right, presumably on digital rights rather than... Yeah, basically, digital rights stuff, so intellectual property. We had a lot to do with the uh, Gowers Review. 
um, last year, and also privacy, security, um, that sort of stuff. Obviously, there are a lot of groups in the UK, people like No to ID and um, Leave Them Kids Alone, who concentrate on single issues. Right. And what we try and do is act as an umbrella organisation for digital rights in the UK. Ah. Cool. So he's been running since Open Tech last year, which was when? So we started, um, well, it was, was it Open Tech's BBC Backstage, or it, what, yes. what used to be NotCon. That's the one, And yeah. um, there was a panel debate, which was, does, does Britain need a digital rights organisation? And um, everyone decided we sort of did. And one guy, I think it was um, Steve Coast, who now runs Open Street Month, stood up, yeah. stood up and say, said, well, I'll give £5 a month to this cause. Who's with me? And Danny O'Brien, who now who even then, and certainly now, works for the EFS in San Francisco. Um, yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad you're correcting me here, actually. It is San Francisco. Yes, indeed. Um, Danny O'Brien said, well, look, I'm going to set up a, a pledge on Pledge Bank, and a thousand people said a that thousand. they would do it, that they would um, donate five pounds a month to run the ORG. They and did that's indeed. how we came into being. Here we go. And so we're completely grassroots funded, which is kind of cool because the yeah. atmosphere, the, the environs where we work, there are a lot of lobbying organisations. So I've just come back from doing an interview sitting next to the, a guy from the BPI. And, you know, we can say, hey, well, thousand people on the street so that they'd put in their pockets for us. Yeah. Well, actually, I have to say, only 650 people actually did. <laughs> really? <laughs> have you not, John O. Bacon? First two people to sign up for that pledge, me and Jonathan Edward James Bacon. I was I first. I think you should get a special prize, actually, for being the first two. I, only, I wasn't involved only in the organisation. I'm, I'm support at the beginning, and I'm support at number 14. But are you guys, like... Org 001 well, and well, Org 002. Well, it all to go like this. I'm probably Org 001. No, you're not. You're, you're, <laughs> no, you're number two. Okay, I'm, I'm I, number I, one. I, I, I'm, no, I'm number two, but the difference between me and Jono is every month you get a fiver from me. <laughs> hang on a second, hang on a second. <laughs> hang on, Jonathan Bacon, defend yourself. Oh, they're going to cock Okay, I want to hear this. Okay, yeah, admittedly, I haven't paid uh, the five a month. In, uh, in my, in my defence, I pay five pounds a month to the uh, K9 Defence League. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. Yeah, they're right to need defending, don't they? They do. That's not going to help you talk into the cut, though. You can't stretch another five months for digital rights. I might, yeah, I might, yeah. Hang on, hang on, I wasn't expecting this to happen. Do you know what a pledge is? Let me give a quick plug for what we're doing in April, if that's all right. Yes. On April the 11th, we're having a sort of party, sort of event in London to try and persuade those 350 and potentially some more people to start supporting the, the ORG so that we can do even greater work. So if your uh, listeners would like to come and find out more about us, we're having this party. It's in Bar Kick in right. Shoreditch. kicks off about 8pm and there's loads of fun stuff there. Some and what, what, what date is that? It's the 11th of April. Can we get a URL? So it's the Wednesday after Easter weekend. And is there, and a, is there a web address people can look for more yes, information about there this? there is. It's supportorganparty.eventbrite.org. Org. Let me just check that. <laughs> you, can, you, can I just check that URL? Hang on. Yes, it's orgparty.org.org.party.org.org. Org, party, party. <laughs> That's it. Org party. It's a bit like um, slash.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org.org
five right. minutes up. Cool. Yeah. Someone's going to take the last five seconds of conversation make a drum and bass song. Anyway, ask about actual so RG. We're going to have um, public domain music, uh, remix visuals, Excellent. three cups of goodie bags, and a very special guest speaker to be announced. We should talk, to, we should talk to them about our lunchtime thing at Log Radio Live. Sorry, anyway, digression. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I should really pay my £5 a month, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll come down to that event. Um, oh, I'd love to see you there. Um, so I, I will come down. So uh, so tell me, what, what are you using this money for? I mean, you've got a, a number of these people are actually have paid up. So what, what's the money actually going on? What are they... You know what? Are the, what are their fivers going on each okay, month? Okay, so so right now, um, what the money goes towards is to pay for me to sit on the end of phones to talk to journalists to try and talk some sense at them when they when they bring up issues. Like, for so for example, when um, Steve Jobs started talking about DRM and right. Apple iTunes, we got a lot of people coming to us saying, "Sure, oh, really? Wow. Oh yeah, terrible idea. We can't not have DRM." And um, the ORD was there to say, actually, yeah, that would be a great thing. And this DRM is bad for X, Y, and Z reason, for example. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, we all know why DRM is bad. It's bad for the consumer. It's intro- it, it sort of messes up with almost all uh, free and open source software there is out there. And um, it's just just a bit nasty. And so we, were, we managed to be a lot more eloquent than that when we're speaking to other journalists about DRM. Cool. And um, things like that. So, so A, it pays for us to be a sort of a media clearinghouse. And then B, it's, it pays for us to run specific campaigns. Now, last year, we ran a campaign t- uh, based around the Gowers Review and copyright term extension. Sure. And we were pretty successful there in that Andrew Gowers, who was doing a review for the government, commissioned an economic, because of all the noise we were making, commissioned a study into the economics of it all, and found out that actually, no, the music industry doesn't need an extra 5, 10, 20, 40 Damn years right. on yeah. cool. protection in sound recordings, and there's no economic argument for it. So we were quite pleased with that. Now this year, we're concentrating on electronic voting, um, and I, mm. it's, it's sort of quite fun looking at what's happening in the United States in terms of electronic voting and Diebold and all the sort of major... Are you looking um, at that from a security point of view? We're looking at that from a security point of view and also from an implementation point of view. But, yeah, we're coming with the sort of very unsexy but very true computer science argument that you cannot do this securely, even if, and this is the weird one, even if you open source the code, which they're nowhere, oh, near, they're nowhere near doing, by the way. It's all commercial confidentiality. So that's code. the problem. It's all sort of trust us. These machines will work. Even in one case, I think someone wrote, um, one, one Diebold um, executive wrote and said, this will deliver you, the, these machines will deliver you the election, trust us. <laughs> so, um, you know, we laugh, but actually, it's so, coming so to the UK. Let me just get this pu- clear. You're, mm-hmm. you're saying that it can't work even if it, you had open source software? That's certainly the opinion of a lot of experts in the area. Okay. There's a researcher called Joe Kearney um, who works now out of um, one of the universities in Dublin, and he is working on um, a piece of uh, what they call remote voting uh, software. But he will tell you that right now, he, and, and that's open source, I think it's called KO2, as in K-A-O-2, but I'll check that right. for you. Okay. Um, and, but he, he, he says, and he actually we ran an event in February where he came to speak, and he says um, even he would vote with a post, pen and paper. It's just not ready yet. It might be ready in, you know, 10 years. Yeah. We don't know how the technology is going to change. Okay, that's but right now it's not ready. And, and, and really, it's, it, the government, see, the government seem, and I'm, I'm just learning this because I've been working with Org now for okay. um, two months and, and obviously around them for longer as a, as a it's an interesting opinion. beforehand. But the government seemed to take a really weird view 
about um, technology. It's all about, it's all about centralisation for them. They don't seem to appreciate something it's all about which I think the open source software community appreciates very well. That actually technology works best when it's decentralised, when it's coming from the bottom up, not from the top down. But they're just commissioning centralised IT project after centralised IT project, and it's all blowing up in their faces. Yeah. And it's just a very different point of view about te- about technology than I think the people that support org have. So I go around sort of hawking that point of view. Does that okay. make it, Does that make sense? Or am I sort of yeah. talking weird? Sounds great. I was just wondering. Um, you'll have to forgive me. I don't know a great deal about the Open Rights Group, but I was just wondering if you could tell me who your audience is and who, who you speak to exactly. Um, because in a sense, it, conceivably, there could be a case where you're actually preaching to the converted so I wondered who you're actually talking to do you speak to the governments do you speak to other open rights groups do, or do you Elvis impersonators <laughs> or Elvis impersonators <laughs> uh, what, what is your audience to promote your beliefs um, I think it's fair to say that we are trying to speak to the mainstream right so although most of our supporters come from the ranks of the converted obviously otherwise they wouldn't they wouldn't support us. What we're trying to do is we're trying to take that view to a wider audience. Now, a lot of the time we get quoted in the register or quoted in ZDNet, Mm -hmm. and in a way, there we are still talking to the technology community. It's when we get calls from the International Herald Tribune, which has happened, or from The Guardian, or even from The Sunday Times and BBC Radio, that's when I think that we're really doing a good job in promoting these views. We're not, I'd, I'd hate to think that all we were doing was preaching the, to, to the converted. Sure. I think over our very, very young history, two, it's not even two years yet, we've got, we've got a lot of exposure in the mainstream press. And we are talking to politicians as well. And in fact, once you, you know, there are quite a few, there are the minority, but there are some tech-savvy uh, members of parliament out there. And we're, we're talking to them and we're, and we're trying to help put a more tech-savvy angle um, out there. So, so yeah, it, it, the mainstream is our audience and, um, okay. and not the converted. At least I'd hope so, anyway. Colin, that, that's interesting because occasionally over the last um, year, couple of years, I've found myself thinking, now, hang on, I'm paying a five a month and I haven't seen much out of them, but that's because I'm not supposed to. You know, yeah. presumably that's the point. So, do you want to tell us, um, apart from turning up at the 11th, mm-hmm. um, what, can, what people need to do if they want to get involved with ORG, what can we do to help? Okay, great. Well, um, there's a couple of mailing lists on the, uh, on the website. So the website is openrightsgroup.org. Unfortunately, org.org had already gone. So <laughs> openrightsgroup.org. And there's a couple of mailing lists. If you just want to know what we're up to, sign up to org announce. If you want to start discussing what we should be taking out to the mainstream, sign up to Org Discuss. If you are a, we're really, we're really interested in finding um, technically-minded people, coders, but also graphic designers. We desperately need graphic designers at the moment to help us um, on our campaign. So if you're that, please, um, uh, please email Michael, M- Michael at openrightsgroup.org. I was about to spell Michael for your listeners, but I'm sure they know. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. and, uh, and, and it really, if you have any skill that you think could help us, we basically go around talking about technology issues. So if you can write good copy, if you can code good websites, if you can design good design stuff and you'd like to help out, please offer us your skills. If you're too busy and you'd <laughs> like us to do the work for you, please think about donating £5 a month to us 
that's openrightsgroup.org forward slash support. And right at the moment, we're looking for people to go on our electronic voting missions. We're sending 11 observation missions around the country to try and look for jiggery-pokery in the remote um, <laughs> e-voting pilots and in the telephony voting pilots and in the electronic polling booth e-voting pilots that are going on. Cool. Okay. Um, I mean, um, I understand that they're doing electronic voting in Tahiti, so we'd like to volunteer that we go and help out on, on, on ORG's dime, if you like. And then we'll go for Hawaii. Just, if you prefer, you could, we could send you to Estonia. Though. Yeah, I that sounds wicked. Estonia's right, really? It's a good party city. Excellent. Estonia's are right, apparently, so we'll go there. Italian. Right, okay. Um, the only other thing um, that we need to mention is if you want to hear more from Becky, listeners, and Becky doesn't know this either, she'll be speaking at Lug Radio Live this year. Oh, wicked. <laughs> <laughs> on the good stage. <laughs> on, on the good stage. <laughs> no, the shit stage. So, yes, um, you'll be able to hear more from Becky there. Thank you very much for talking to us, Becky. Thanks, Becky. Thanks yep. very much. Thanks. Best of luck with it all. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. So, Adam, you've got three bollocks, then. <laughs> no, that's eight. Um, <laughs> as Amity demonstrated in your front room, in fact. Uh, yeah, that's not going to sound right to listeners, is it? <laughs> um, so, right. Do you know when you meet people who have heard of Linux, they know of it loosely, but never used it, they always say, yeah, yeah, I've heard of Linux. It's it's faster than Windows. It's more secure. And not anymore. Not anymore. And it's more stable. more stable. And I've never used it. Before. Yeah, I mean, that's what people think. That's what they, they people have we've been it saying It used years. to be way faster, didn't it? And, and yeah. It's not anymore. And that was what... When there was all, no graphical interface. <laughs> and that was what we all used to say. No, that's not fair. That was a graphical interface. There was a graphical interface. VWM. Yeah, <laughs> FVWM or whatever. No, no, that's not FVWM. true. FVWM. 95. <laughs> no, that was but, the I mean, next-gen version. But we, we spent ages going, yeah, it's faster, and it's more secure, and it's more stable, yeah. and everything. And now everyone started to finally believe it, it isn't it anymore. It's, it's certainly not faster. I think it's still more secure, and it's still quite stable, depending on what... I, I mean, I would say it's not particularly stable. I see kernel dumps reasonably often. Every it's because you're not running CentOS, mate. Well... We're not having that debate. Ah, and no, okay. I'm not running CentOS. I don't believe that is the reason at all. But uh, I see, I mean, I've got, what, say, 50 Linux servers at work, and I see kernel panics every couple of weeks. I see Apache crap out and die under no particular load. So I was wondering, so really... I mean, that's really worrying. Have you not got a shit sysadmin or something? I've never <laughs> seen, I haven't seen a kernel panic <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the sysadmin. But in, in all oh, the, oh, really? <laughs> no, I mean, they're not, I mean the, what we were talking about... Be, outside of the show is that maybe you've seen it happen when there's not enough RAM and you've got too many processes being allowed to be spawned by a patch and all that but we're not short of RAM at all no exactly so you're getting and we're talking genuine about stability failures yeah. not just misconfiguration yeah, yeah, like me and Jono get so the question is how do we <laughs> pimp it well I was going to say the other thing you've got to bear in mind of course is that Linux means different things to different people so Someone running an Ubuntu system is going to be different to a Fedora system, to a Gentoo system, to a Debian and, system. And, 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 the, and the bigger distinction is not just that. It's Linux means a different thing to Adam and Aid than yep. it does to me and Jono, because we're thinking kind of desktop desktop-y. You're, you know, yeah. you're saying, oh, I get kernel panic from Apache or whatever, and we've got 50 servers, and I, t- you, I, I tend to think of it as a desktop operator system, I mean, because I'm not I don't think it's easy a server to, guy. I don't think it's, easy, it's necessarily easy to say it's slower. In all scenario, you know, because because in many situations it is. But quick. he's talking about end users. Hold on. Well, I mean, what kind the, of end users? The people who walk up to you in the street. End users. No, people I mean, who have I mean, desktops. Yeah, but are they going to be running servers? Are they going to be running desktops? No, the end users don't run servers. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking about from my point of view. I'm talking about consumers. I'm seeing the server end, but you know, your average Joe schmo who walks up to you. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Linux. Yeah, it's faster, isn't it? It's more secure. And I mean, I don't see any particular 
underlying stability problems as a desktop user. I don't see the kernel crapping out as I do on, on some servers. But I was just what I was wanting to get at really is that doesn't really seem to be the case. I mean, I don't find Linux particularly slow. I, in fact, I do running GNOME. I find it faster than running Windows XP. I don't, I don't agree with you, but I on. don't find it particularly slow. But I certainly wouldn't say it's as fast as everybody seems to think it is. But it's interesting because I mean, when I was a, when I was an advocate. And we used to have people come into Open Advantage and they used to say, you know, we're interested in Linux for these reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember anyone saying it's because it was faster. People it did co- used to be. It did used to be, but I think, but, yeah, but, but that was like 1998. Well, you know, that's because it did, you know, a third as much stuff. Exactly. Well, so did Windows 98 at the time. No, 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 it, did, no it, it did a third as much stuff as Windows 98. No, it did a third as much stuff as now. Yeah. Right. If you look at it, you say, yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, it, it was a lot faster. You say, okay, fine, but... You had to configure all of your individual applications to know what your web browser was, for example. So the operating system wasn't handling that. So there was a load of that kind of thing built into Windows that wasn't built into Linux at that point. And so it, it got to be fast. There was a lot less infrastructure. As we've started to build up the infrastructure, yeah. Yeah. Um, we've, mean, we've lost the speed advantage. I, I don't see Linux as being significantly faster than Windows. At it the isn't. It, it really isn't. It's I mean, back, the, back then, of course, you didn't have things like HAL and you didn't have things mm. like Cairo think, and, and that kind of stuff, which, we've, of course, we've yeah. got now as part well, of the I think, I mean, you had this discussion on the show long ago, whereas Windows people have spent maybe a decade now, maybe more, optimising their whole performance stack so mm. things stop. I mean, the, uh, doesn't the fucking GUI run in kernel mode or something stupid like that just yes. to make it more responsive I believe so and that's why Windows 98 used to go I don't think it's just to make it more responsive <laughs> but yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, but it's an interesting question if someone comes to you and says why should I use Linux now what would the reasons well, that yeah. you give them be? There's lots of reasons, isn't what, there? What, what would they be? What I would they be? Think that's fine. Well, as can be demonstrated at CBIT. I if mean, you, we, if we, you can boil it down to maybe three or four things, like you know, like two legs good, four, <laughs> four <laughs> legs good, two legs bad, that kind of thing that your your average person that knows of Linux but doesn't yeah. has never used Cause, it. Because that that, that was the point. So why should you use Linux? You say um, because it's faster and because it's more stable. I'd say the first mm-hmm. question when someone comes up and says, "Why should I use Linux?" is say, "What do you want to use it for?" because it's different things with different people. I mean, again, even if you're talking about end users, you're going to have some people who want to run it in an office, some people who want to run it at home. Like, if someone comes up and they want to run games on it, then there's a whole different... Or view any kind of media on it. Yeah, there's a whole different <laughs> ball game there than, than somebody who wants to run an office suite. And, of course, in an office, you can say to them, your big thing, for, for particularly for people who are running, uh, like, little computers in offices, like small SME sort of things, of course, is that there's no viruses. I think that's probably you know that's a that's big the thing. Security thing, and we definitely. tend to forget about a lot of that stuff because we take it for granted. And mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, this, the thing I've discovered. I mean, again, like I was at CBIT at the weekend uh, with the, with the, the Ubuntu stand, and of course, people were coming up. And the thing that surprised me was the amount of people who are just using Linux. I mean, we weren't in the Linux part; we were in a separate bit of CBIT. So, so why we, weren't you in the Linux part? Because we we did Linux shows all the time. Hate free software. <laughs> ah, <laughs> we right. do Linux shows all the time, and we and the Ubuntu uh, German team were in this in, in the Linux park. Right, but. It's good to get out of that and see a different type of user and see more regular people. And it was interesting, the amount of people who walked past, paying no interest in the booth, and we'd say to them, you know, what are you using? they say, well, we're using Ubuntu. It's just part right, of the fucking okay. furniture. I'm, and, I mean, yeah, these are people at CBIT. Yeah. So not, it, see, Germany's this, very this, big this, into Linux. This, this is not John Q public, but nonetheless, they're more public no. than the sort of people you'd find in the I'd Linux say, I'd say, I'd say, CBIT. I'd say they're, they're as generically public as someone who goes to computer fair. I mean, they're te- oh, yeah, technology oh, yeah, no, enthusiasts. They're not Linux people. Yeah, no, I don't know why. a generic show. But, yeah. but moving, yeah. moving away from, back, from CBIT, back to Adam's question. <laughs> but no, the point I was going to make was that, right. you know, these people were coming up to the booth and they were, they were asking people who weren't familiar with Ubuntu or Linux were asking why should we use it and of course you you don't know whether that question is based around 
I'm familiar with the Linux because a lot of people have used SUSE or Red Hat or whatever, and they want to know why Ubuntu special. And then, of course, you don't know whether the question is why should I use Linux in general. Right. And then, of course, that's you know, there's, there's all the freedom aspects I that you need to get over to them I so think, they can understand. Yeah, I mean that's my answer. That's always been the my end, answer the, because it's free software and explain about freedom. But I'm, you know, I, I, you've got to get one, one, track, one track mind with yeah. this. Mm. Yeah, I, I, and it's been brought home the to me repeatedly I would ever say. that saying. Uh, that the pushing it from Freedom's point of view is what RMS has been doing for 20 years and he hasn't got anywhere. And 95% so, of people, general computer users, don't, don't give a shit Exactly, which is why I've tried to stop doing that. But, but, then, then, but then your question is, what do you say? What, well, well, I was going to say, sorry to oh, interrupt. God. I mean, but they do care about speed. They do care about security, we like to think. And they do care yeah, they about uh, stability, <laughs> which, uh, I mean, coming from Windows background, most people know Windows ain't always that stable. So, yeah, I mean, 20 years ago, down, maybe. I think. Well, Do you I mean, think it's yeah, not I mean, stable I'm now? I'm talking Windows 98 here. Right, so that's okay. always my archetypal operate Windows operating okay. system that just crashes like fuck. Um, so I mean, boiling it down for people who to, to three or four things. I mean, I think the virus problem is a really good one. No viruses. And is a good one. one of the ones that I've been mentioning to people recently is basically that you get something like Windows Update for every single piece of software on your desktop. That that was the other I was going to say. You get updates for free forever. Yeah, I mean that, that's the way I'd come at it. The cost option. So you know, how much is Vista? If if you want all the features on it, you know, it's a couple of hundred quid. And how then, much is your uh, operating uh, system? And then, it's and free. Then, and then how much are you going? I mean, uh, again, people aren't. Uh, there aren't that many people who are going to go out and buy so, boxed Vista. They're going to buy the next computer they buy will have Vista yeah. on it, so they don't see that cost. The only problem but, is we're, we're not, when they'll, I take they'll, that. See, they'll see the cost for uh, Norton antivirus or McAfee or Sophos or whatever. I suppose, yeah. You know, that's another twenty-five mm-hmm. quid. Or but when whatever, you talk to costs back to most people on the street, they're just like, "But Windows is free." I think the thing oh, is, oh yeah, no, it's the ancillary stuff, and yeah. and the fact that you get updates for everything, so it's all up to date. And every six, I mean, people seem to when I when I talk to people, they seem to be more impressed by the idea that everything gets upgraded every six months. Whereas if you said, you remember, Aid, you've talked about in yeah. the past, why don't we just have a rolling upgrade all the time? People don't seem to be as impressed by that as the idea that you get a new operating system every six yeah. months. But that yeah. massively de- de- depends on the kind of user. Oh, yeah, I'm talking but, about... But just, you just don't, do you? You don't get a new operating system every month. No, you don't. No, but you can you can tell people it's like going from um, a Windows 2000 to Windows XP. No, it isn't. It's Why like isn't going it? from Windows 2000 Service Pack 1 to Windows 2000 Service Pack 2. No, it's not, because it all, the, all, the, all, the, the all the people don't know what a Service Pack is. Service packs don't well, bring in features. The whole point of a service pack is that it doesn't bring Dapper in features. and hoary. No, it's, 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 it's not to much me, I mean, I th- I see the point. I, to me, it would be more like going from 98 to ME. I, yeah, yeah. N- 95 to 98, 98 to ME. looks yeah. a bit prettier, a few more features. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, yeah, it's, not but, a, it's not a ground-shaking change. The, but the, so, the sort of people I talk to don't remember 98 and ME. They don't remember what it was like to go from 95 to 98. Because they weren't they weren't doing that, you know. They they bought a computer and it probably ran Windows ninety five, and then three or four years later they bought another computer and it either ran ME or two thousand or XP. I think the thing is well, that, and that was it. So they saw a huge change there. I think the thing as well with advocacy is it's the subtle things that we do tend to forget, like the virus thing that 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 often a real pull for people. Like for example, I mean again at CBIT, something I discovered a lot of people like is the fact that speaking just of Ubuntu, and it's the same with other distros, is that you get a complete system, so you get an office suite and you get an email mm-hmm. client and all the rest of it on one cd you know and a lot of people like that and importantly that it's a bootable cd so they can boot it they can windows comes on one cd yeah i know no but it it doesn't have an office suite doesn't have an email client well it does it's got windows express and used to have outlook express but the point the point i'm making is that you know you get this complete system 
for for a typical productivity user. And of course, you tell them of the, the fact that you can install stuff with generally one or two clicks, and and the fact that it's a live CD means that people can play with it. And if they like it, then they can install it, and they can do all that, that with one CD. That, and a lot of people, a lot of people like that. Yeah. And I think that you know, I'm, that, in my mind, in, that's good in the world we're in at the moment, where people have to take away a CD and do the installation. Ideally, we'd be in a world where uh, you'd say, "Why should I use Linux?" And you explain various reasons, and they say, "How should I use Linux?" And you say, "Go, go, and, buy, go and buy a gateway computer, or whoever." Oh, yeah, that's an entirely time. different question. Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah. I mean, but, the, 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 the one thing I was going to say is, I don't think people really give a shit that much about um, it's, desktop users. Don't really give that much of a shit about um, speed now, and and um, to a point, stability. Uh, well, yes, stability and and security. But speed, I don't think it's that much of an issue because basically computers are so cheap no, that if, think if they think something's do. slow, they don't blame the operating system, they blame the computer. The thing is, I think people like to think that their PC is running faster. Oh, yeah, my, my, I've got fucking XP plus this bit that makes it run a little bit faster. You know, I think yeah. people are so people used got, to no, slow computers. People that, have got that's all those point. shitty utilities, though, that they love. Oh, this oh, yeah. makes it that little bit faster. People have become inured to computers being slow. It makes me sad. Sometimes it really does. The people think it is normal that yeah. you click an application and it takes 10 seconds to start up. Yeah, people think say, it's normal. Yeah, but you... I haven't installed my operating system for 12 months. And you're like, yeah. what? Yeah, people, people think... You have to reinstall your operating you know, system the, to make the, it quick the, again. Web, the web's just as bad. People think it's normal that you click on a link and it takes 10, 15, 20 seconds for it to appear. Yeah. All that kind of thing. I'll tell you I what, mean, what, I mean, I want to shy away a bit from the desktop. That's why you shouldn't play with drumsticks, We talk about We talk about the desktop all the time. And this is mainly for you two, then. If someone came to you and said, why, 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 would I want to use, sorry, why would you want to use Linux on the server? What answers would you give? Why would you say that it's good it's on the, the server? See, on the server, I would totally say performance, because you can do without X, and yeah. you've got such a gain in resources back then, and you, you can demonstrate absolutely a gain in performance on a server. But you, you, you say you can do without X, but if you're targeting Windows sysadmins, then yeah. you're going to be fucked without X, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, so they wouldn't use it. So you don't right. get you, you don't get any benefit. I mean, Absolutely. for for, for Unix, it happens definitely. But mm. I don't know. I think Unix as a server is a mindset. Well, I mean, again, much like the desktop, but the desktop paradigm is pretty similar for whatever you're using. But I think a server is uh, a particular mindset. You you couldn't take a window. You can take a Unix sysadmin and put him on a Windows server, maybe. But I don't think you could take a Windows sysadmin yeah. and put him on a Linux but server. A, a Unix sysadmin is not going to be convinced by the performance argument because anyone who's currently a Unix sysadmin is using it on some <laughs> horrifically massive sun machine with 85 processors in it or something. That was me dropping that drumstick. <laughs> <right. laughs> you know, a, a Unix sysadmin currently is not going to be using it on small x86-ish computers. Unless he's already a Linux, uh, or happens right. to be using Solaris x86, which is not much. He's going to be going coming from a big HP server or something like that. Well, I, I, Sorry, I, I, I don't. I, I wasn't talking about Unix in that sense. I think I was talking about Linux servers, maybe a, a one U unit, maybe the, a Pentium fast yeah, Pentium so, four so, or Xeon so, server. So, if someone came up to you and said, "Why should I use Linux in my server farm? What, why should I use it for that?" What would you say? Because you get more, far more performance out of your server. Than you would on a Windows machine. Performance is performance is security, thing. definitely. Yeah. But surely the big thing as well with with Linux and in the server room is going to be things like support and the cost of support mm. and things like that. Well, I don't know. Not I mean, so much. Well, if you think really, surely Windows support organisations are competitive. It can't be cheaper to support Linux. I'd have thought it'd be more expensive. That's what I'm saying. Not so much. Exactly. That's, that, mm. that's what I mean. So that's worse. Define what you mean by support. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that not... Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying... I'm, I'm not saying necessarily that this is a benefit or a disadvantage. I'm just saying that surely a fact that we need to consider is going to be support in the server room. Well, so like, technical support. Oh, yeah, oh, no, I don't uh, need technical support. Yeah, no, 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 no
I'm, I'm that's a good point because nobody buys software technical support. You buy hardware support. Nobody buys. I've never worked anywhere that some people do. Not for service. A lot of people do. Not for service. You have your server team. Not not for the operating system on servers. They do for third-party packages. No. But an awful lot of places don't buy Windows support. You buy hardware support for your servers, and that's it. Buy HP whatever. And then you have sysadmins, what you pay them for. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, so is it just before, I mean, one of the things that I find um, using the couple of Linux servers that we've got at work mm. is that it's a lot easier to install software on them. You can just go, oh, I need Apache, I need PHP, and I need MySQL, and bang, there it is. Yeah. You know, and that's a lot more fiddly on Windows. Even if you're using... Uh, even if you've got it, all the CDs and stuff, it, yeah. Even if you've got all the CDs and you're trying to install SQL Server and IIS yeah. and whatever, no, it really is, it's yeah. still a lot more of a faff. And, and that's a nice benefit. You install stuff, it, it works. Uh, as soon as you install that's it, not installing in, yeah, it. Yeah, but it's not quite that simple, is it? I mean, it depends on, the, on, on how you install it. I mean, if you install, if you install on, on, on a Linux system, let's say using Debian, and you install Apache, PHP, MySQL, yeah. it's still... Fucking configuration nightmare if you're new to it. I mean, for things like for things like well, sysadmin wouldn't be new to it though, would they? For things, like, yeah. Well, it depends if you're bringing over, if you're bringing someone over from the Windows right. world to, to the Linux world. Not, not only they've got to grapple with the fact that it's a different operating system, but they've also installing that shit's going to be going to be t- difficult. I mean, things like uh, I know that Ubuntu server does. It, I'm sure Fedora server does it, where you can set up a pre-installed system. There's like sort of types of system you can install, and then you've got things mm-hmm. like XAMPP and Spike Source and things like that, but. I'm assuming that a server wouldn't run on ZAMP. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure most of admins have a fucking issue with that. <laughs> I don't know, but is that it? Is it just performance? Uh, is that all sysadmins uh, would care about? The only reason you convince people to move to Linux is performance. Yeah, I think um, so. For your, I think only the, performance? No, I think the core services are pretty stable as well. I certainly would rather run Apache than IIS. And I would certainly rather run, say, but is that XIM. Is that from a security point of view? I mean, are you talking that you'd much rather put Linux in a DMZ rather than Windows in a DMZ? Because that's the way I feel. I would. Ru- we don't host Windows machines at all. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I just don't. I just wouldn't want a Windows right, machine. Right. So, in my so, so it's not just performance. It's is that stability or security? Security. security. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surely stability is going to be. I mean, surely the window uh, Linux system is more stable oh. than Windows. Well, I Windows. Would, I would have thought so. Windows has kernel panics every yeah. day. Apparently. No, no, not, <laughs> not every day. I mean, every couple of weeks. Okay. Surely something. I can handle my heart. Say, since Windows 2000, I d- they don't have a problem with stability. Right. I'd say. I mean, st- stability-wise, I would Same load. Windows servers are pretty. <laughs> Bulletproof these days. I think they're leaky pieces of shit on the security side, but I imagine they're pretty no, bulletproof I on security. I agree totally. Yeah. yeah, interesting. So, so given that it's it's not faster on the desktop, it's only really faster on the server, and and, and that's probably not the target audience that you were thinking about, Adam. <laughs> um, how do you sell it? Well, I mean, I think we these days we're actually closer now to seeing a tidal wave of Linux usage all around the world than we have ever been before. But we are seeing more that, big deployments. Yeah, I, I think we're going to see a lot more as well. But and we're getting ever closer to seeing. Uh, Linux desktops being sold by mainstream manufacturers, but I don't think we've got anything quite as soundbite-worthy as saying, yeah, it's more secure, it's faster, and it's more stable. It, it's become much more I can only a, think of the cost option. a discussion point, it's, mm. let's, which is what O. Bacon was saying mm. uh, a few minutes ago when someone comes in and says, why do you want to use Linux? You, you now can't say, because of these reasons. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter why you're using it. It's, it's still always free. faster. And it's, yeah, it is still it's free. Still free time, but now you've got to say, why are you using it? Let's have a discussion but about it. And the, your answer might be, 
you're probably best not to use them. But I think no, the thing is, quite think, often my, that is my answer. I think the thing is that there's so many reasons, there's so many benefits to using Linux. That, but the thing is, there's no one single distinctive benefit. Like if, if Windows was inherently insecure and Linux was inherently far more secure, then you could just say security, and people would be won over well, on that one fact alone. I think you can still argue that case. No, but the, the, what, what I was going to say is that there's so many benefits. Like there is the no viruses issue, there is the yeah. single seed issue, and no a lot virus, of these, a lot of these are very tiny issues. There's the no virus issue at the moment. No, yeah, and all we can talk about is at the moment. Because we don't know what's going to be like in the next five years. We might, the single issue might appear. But the thing is, you can't get all that across. It's like when someone comes up to your, to your stands, you know, again, using CBIT as an example, you've basically got two minutes to sell it to them, and you can't do that because there's so much. In mm. my mind, one problem that we've got is that we either we, most people in the Linux world focus on one thing or the other. They either focus only on ethics or they only focus on technology, and they don't combine the two. Yeah. Like, to me... It's wrong. It's wrong to just say to people, you know, technically it's brilliant because this, that, and the other, and to ignore the the, the fact that it's free and free software and the no, community. You should side. always come back to that. But then to just talk about community and the free software side is is insane as well. And yeah. we need to have a good balance of the two. Because so you can't sum it up quickly. Then I, I think it's impossible. No, it, it, it now has to be a discourse. Has to be a discussion. Right, the best okay. thing we've got in my mind is live CDs because people can try it, and if they like it, they can click a button and install it. And most of the distros have live CDs. Desktop people can. Desktop people, yeah. And but that's that's, that's, that's that's, that's the end people. user that Adam was talking about. Mm. Yeah, I think you can also say that a it's free, and b the cost <laughs> yeah, it's free. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I think you can pretty much do straight from the live CD almost everything you can do anywhere else. It's just the, the vertical markets that you Fr can't do. from the live CD. However, they're not going to get an impression of be it being well, anywhere yeah, near faster. In fact, they're going to get an impression of it being. But they're, fucking no, but again, slow. they're not going to get any impression at all without the live CD because no one's going to install exactly. it. Exactly. And for desktop users, like I say most people don't seem to give that much of a shit about performance. Well, I think when when something's learning, running from a live CD, it's painfully slow. That's and true. if that's the first impression <laughs> they get of Linux, oh, they're well, going to come near no, it. No, but, but. You, you, it's, that's why I think it's important to say, just it's running from the CD, and remember it's running from the CD, it will be a lot slower. If you want to try out and find out what the full speed is, install it on the system. Yeah. You know, I think we've got to prep people to make sure that they don't get the wrong impressions. Yeah. Are we talking about certain expectations? Setting expectations. Yeah, exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> Specific measurable. Incidentally, Mr. <laughs> Incidentally, Mr. Sweet, did you say fucking vertical markets? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I think I don't know what you're laughing about. He talked uh, bacon. Fuck fucking talked about consuming web content earlier today, <laughs> so I had to stab him. No, yeah. well, no. Well, sorry, <laughs> sorry. I should be talking about Web Twenty, shouldn't I? <laughs> yeah, fucking Web Twenty. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was talking. What I meant is just those narrow, narrow. Parts that are very vertical. little markets that you, where you need your business software that not everybody needs, but they are critical if you're going to take over the world. You're basically referring to vertical markets. Yeah. You are, you are, you, <laughs> it's a long description around the phrase vertical markets. Yeah. We're just trying to avoid because it's business speak. But yeah, so there is mm. no one. What do they call it? A unique selling point, mm. or so is there? Why so, don't you write so in and tell yeah, us? The unique selling point. The only one we've got is it's free. I think the stupid thing is and it, not to be underestimated. I like it's free software and that's as unique, well. That's not a unique selling point in a lot of countries as well. Like in Russia, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Windows is free in a lot of countries. Exactly. Well, the exactly. Thing is, the, the, the it's it's free software is a unique selling point, but it's not necessarily it's unique and it's a point, but it's not necessarily selling. Yeah. I, th I think it's your point. Yeah, because right? that clarified it a whole bunch, didn't it? <laughs> so, <laughs> however, before the fucking zealots attack me, I want to make point make make it clear that I do think it's a very very unique selling point. I just don't think it's the only point. Right. So, yeah. right, like Aid says, write in and tell us. Mm -hmm. Why do you think? Yeah. You only just press record. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, you ready? There's no comedy in this segment, apparently. I haven't even started the fucking segment yet. Okay, game face on, people. Fuck in your guts, guys, with a ghost Put your gay face on, did you say? Game. Oh, right. Yeah, game homo. <laughs> okay, I was the only thought I was the only one that didn't do it then as well. <laughs> do what? Put your gay faces on. Oh right. Fuck off. <laughs> Adam, Adam and his prosthetic rapist eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> they're not just rapist eyebrows; they're pr- prosthetic. The eyebrows. That's right. That I've just had a stroke. Rapist eyebrows. Well, he is an old man. Incidentally, this is vain going throbbing there, can't Incidentally, this is going in the show. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so you best introduce the segment. Is that silence for the edit? <laughs> There's going to well, be no edit. Well, combination of two things. It was a silence for the edit, and then it was a silence so I can think about <laughs> to introduce the fucking thing. But it's your segment. I know. But I and it, I'd just like to reiterate, the segment is actually going now. <laughs> no, it <isn't. laughs> Yes, it is. You'll be surprised. Your segment is important. So, anyway, Linux. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up, I'm trying to think about how to introduce it. Imagine you could go back in time. That would be awesome. Wouldn't it just? 88 mile now. What kind (laughs) of device would you require? Is it 1.2 gigaflops? (laughs) 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 gigawatts. 1.21 Coco Pops. What the hell is a gigawatt? (laughs) Anyway, if we get... (laughs) Fucking flux capacitate. If we can get back to the point... Imagine, imagine your goal is to make Linux more successful than it is. If you could go back in time... <laughs> oh, that would be really difficult. Five users instead of four. Sig- significantly more successful than okay. it is, is yeah. the point. Um, so you can go back in time and change something okay. to make it happen. Is there anything you could change? Or is you know, is the way history played out... I think is that basically the way it was bound to happen? D- could we... Do fair things or unfair things? You can go back and do unfair things if you think it's reasonable to do something unfair to um, bolster the popularity of an ethically sound operating system. Could we undo the doing of unfair things that have worked? If you can can do it rationally, you can't say, oh, we'll go back in time and make everyone like Linux, because you've got no plan for how to actually make that happen. No, but if you could expose all the shady Microsoft dealings that happened ages ago that they're only just going into court for now. If you think... You could expose that back in time. If you you think that would work, uh, uh, I mean, if you think you went back and they did it in 1995 and you exposed it in 1995 they probably still wouldn't get to court till 2002 um so i go back in time and make it come to court quicker and now you see that you can't do because why how would you make that happen well how would i travel back in fucking time (laughs) (laughs) for god's sake a certain amount of suspension of disbelief here wouldn't hurt (laughs) for god's sake but do you think i mean ignore going back in time do you think there's anything that the linux community people using linux people using free software do you think there's anything we could have done differently in the past. Something that we should have done differently and didn't. Concentrate on one distro. Don't worry about DeLoreans, if you like. I like the fact that there's loads of different flavours of distros and... Yeah, but I think we'd get to... I think we'd get more people on board if... Um... Well, actually, no, I take that back. No, I'm polishing. What would that distro me. be, Mr Bacon? Let <laughs> <laughs> me think. Gen 2. <laughs> no, I well, I just said one man in a shed cheer. <laughs> Tiny's over going next to me throwing stones over the fence <laughs> the thing, no the thing is what you actually said that may actually have worked out in our benefit in terms of market 
penetration. Yeah, I, I, but, I mean, Adam, what have you been doing recently? Uh, and synergy. No, I think I think but, I think concentrating on fewer distros would mean that would be more together. So we should have just so, stayed with the original one, which is Red Hat then. Yggdrasil. Maybe, maybe it would have been yeah. Red Hat. Yggdrasil. So really, Yggdrasil was before and, that. Yeah, and it wasn't the original else. one. Slackware was before Red Hat as well, I think. Don't and it was actually MCC. Well, MCC was MC Hammer Linux. MC Hammer Linux. You can touch that. Massive, massive trousers. Yeah. Fucking, you have to. You can't touch this. You can't install. No, you can touch this. That's super there. You can't pile. I mean, the only other thing I can think of is perhaps hiring Microsoft fucking marketing team before they did, but that's. No, he marketeers are telling penny, aren't they? This is the point. Do you think there's anything that could have, should have, would have been done differently? I thought we were just coming up with those ideas. It, well, yeah. <laughs> but go on, then. This is what we've already come up with, too. We don't really fucking know what we're talking about. We've already come up with a couple. Well, the thing is, really, I'm quite happy with the way it's panned out. The only thing I'd like to say, but I guess this is the whole point of the segment, is that I would like it to have happened faster. Because I, I see the future as being quite positive. I think we're heading towards seeing a real build-up. You see the future? Yeah. Should have. Well, yeah. we, we're going back into the, into the past, so I mean, I can see the future. Ah. Looking into your crystal ball. I see free people. I mean, the thing is, I mean, in my mind, there's, um, the thing that I'd like to have changed is putting better people in the same positions that have happened in history. I think there's been things that have been fucked up by idiots. By people, for example, companies... Like what? Like who? <laughs> like, for example, companies who've, um, who've like... You see, we've seen so many companies who start out with the open source ethos, right? And they're founded by people who understand it. And then they get some VC funding and then they get a load of, yeah. you know, they get a business team that comes in who don't really understand what's what. And then they fail and they have some issues. Who? Oh, I mean, I can think of um, uh, Ars Digita, Phil Greenspan's company. But who else was there? A bunch of them. I mean, I'd, like, say, I'd what, say... I mean, Cal- name some. Seriously, I don't Caldera. know. I'd say Kildare an exam- are, 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 are an example of such a thing. And, and to a point, Red Hat, but Red Hat have kind of have, have changed things for the, for the better now, I'd, I'd say. What, what I'd did say, Red Hat do wrong? No, I think, I think that they've... Nobody would heard of Linux. They've fucked, up, they've fucked up a number of OEM agreements with and, fucking people. And employed Eric Raymond. <laughs> no, I think, I think that every... Well, not every company, but I think a, a reasonable proportion of companies... A good, another good example is IBM. You know, when they started the open source thing, they ignored the community largely. And they fucked a lot of relations up. And then so they changed. The question do, is, do, is do, what do would you, you do if you went back what, in yeah, time? And, my, and what I'd do is I'd employ better people. Uh, I'd make sure that the, these people who fucked up these positions, they got so, different so, people. So when you say IBM ignored the community, do you think that if someone more convincing had been in that meeting room at that time and said you need to not ignore the community, do you think they'd have listened? Yes. You do. I think it's so, a, so. You think it was a failure on the part of the community to advocate themselves no, no, to IBM, think, or I think a failure of people in IBM to have vision. Or I think whatever. it's a combination of. It. I think it's a failure. I think vision. I think it was now. a failure of <laughs> the fa- a failure of not uh, making a uh, community uh, something that b- these businesses needed to really pay attention to, which they didn't. I think that was a failure in getting that message across to them. And also, like I say, a lot of these companies just hired traditional business people who didn't really understand right. the ethos behind open source and fucked a lot of this stuff up. So I'm saying if they got better people in. Now, today, it's different. It's today. Like, companies today, people realise that you've got to have people who understand the ethos, otherwise you will have the same mistakes that people were making three, four years yeah. ago. So it's different. I mean, it's, mm. it's, so it's much easier for a company like Canonical <laughs> than, than it was for, let's say, Red Hat back then, because, of course, it was all new, much new about I them. Think you, I think, I quite agree with you there, really. I mean, I didn't know about Red Hat screwing up some OEM deals, but one of my points I was going to bring to the table was that I think targeting, targeting OEM PC manufacturers would have been quite useful. They were targeted, but they just... 
They weren't allowed well, to do it, mean, were they? It was a shaky... Not necessarily. Well, it, it, a lot of OEM, a lot, you know, some OEM contracts were fucked up by distro. Well, I'm not saying just Red Hat. Possibly. I've heard about problems with Red Hat. And it did, I'm, I'm sure loads of other distros have, have had the I, same I mean, problems. And, and part of the issue there, yeah, I mean, um, conceivably some OEM contracts were fucked up. But imagine... But didn't uh, Microsoft it, fuck them all up? Well, no, I mean, sort of. Um, uh, Whether Microsoft everyone banned off. everyone from taking stuff is still under debate. But imagine that you could go back to 1993... And say to people, okay, don't put Windows in your machines, put Linux on it. Would it have helped? Because, could, could I mean, they, they sold loads and loads of PCs with Windows 3.1 and 3.11 for workgroups and then Windows 95 on it. Because ordinary people could use them. If you'd have put Linux on oh, there at that do. point, would it have helped? Would, would they have sold in any PCs? I'd go back in, in time to the point where they started using Microsoft Windows in schools. I'd have been in that meeting room and I'd have changed that decision. Wouldn't have made a difference. Would. Because at the point when, uh, at the point when they started using Windows in schools, it was already in the industry. Because before that, everyone was using Acorns in schools. Yeah. Until, our, until ROM got mm. there. And, and, Linux, and, and also, and, Linux was and, not, in and, no and, way comparable. It was and, a kernel. Yeah. A Acorn had a fantastic operating system. It wasn't free. Mm -hmm. wasn't, wasn't free software. But they had a fantastic operating system. They went, we're just going to concentrate on the education market. We're not going to sell it out of that. And then they died. Morons. Mm. <laughs> I think, I mean... I'll take your point. That wouldn't have made any difference. I think, you, I think the problem divides into two things is whether you think that the community's made some mistakes. And I think largely the community has, has pretty much done broadly the right thing. I think, you know, obviously some people are full of shit and some people are full of good ideas. But broadly the community's done the right thing. In my mind, where mistakes have been made in the past is where the industry's taken hold of Linux. And they're the people who are pushing it out to end users in many situations. Community people, really, advocacies is, is much less Im impactive when when it comes from the community it's it's market it's marketing departments in these big but, companies but, but sure, surely that's a failure of uh, at least partially a failure of the community ah, to adequately ah, explain no no but the thing is though is your, yeah, yeah but the, but the guidelines for this segment are the fact that these got to, these have got to be things that are actually doable and yes we could say yeah the community should have done that better but it's not that just wouldn't have happened right no okay i mean whereas whereas marketing departments who who are good at marketing but don't really understand the ethos and the and the message behind free software right. they have uh, okay. failed in my mind. I mean, I'll be honest with you, when I first thought of this, my immediate thought was I'd take um, a... Uh, Big gun? A, I'd take an Ubuntu <laughs> CD or I'd take a Fedora Core CD and I'd go back to 1995 I'm sure you the second, with, with yeah. all the sources on it and say, there you go, wouldn't this be good? And then I thought, no, hang on, it's not going to be any good because it, it, it's all supported hardware that no one's got. And CD drives that no one can use. And, uh, and, and RAM uh, that no one's and, got. And, and RAM that no one's got. I mean, if you went back to 1995 and said to people, look, here is... Fedora Core 5, they'd look at it and go, what's this hell thing? Well, that looks quite good. Blimey, it needs 256 megabytes of RAM. My hard disk isn't that big. <laughs> well, I mean, I think one of the things that would be quite would, nice would it, to help... Would it help? I mean, obviously you could look at the code and how it worked and see some things, but would you have to look at it and go, well, that would be useful if I had a machine with all the RAM that currently exists in the world in my one desktop <laughs> computer? You know, would, would it and actually And could you install it in pairs as well? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was going to say, it, it, might, sorry, sorry. Okay. No, it, it might have helped from the point of view, if, would you be saying, look, this is from the future? Oh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't a, know, do, do you think it, shiny, it would have helped uh, to sort of say, look, the, there will be operating <laughs> systems in the future where you can get your hands on yeah. the source. I mean, I mean, I, well, well, no, no, not really, I'm, I'll talk about taking it back to the Linux community, because my, my immediate thought was, imagine if you had uh, Feisty now... And you took it back Sorry, to 1995. That's an unreleased operating system. Well, okay, talking about edge, it. edgy then, or <laughs> F FC5 or whatever. You, you take right. back a, a current desktop Linux operating system and show it to people in 1995. You blow the fucking doors off the place. It's loads better than everything that existed at that point. But no one's got a computer you can run it on. 
So it wouldn't buy it. You take back a laptop, people would go, wow, that's fantastic. But it's like owning a cray. You know, ordinary <laughs> people can't have this. And if, and if you took Intel chips from now to Intel, they'd look at it and go, well, okay, but you need a 90 it's nanometer fab plant to make it. And we haven't got one of them. We aren't even close to that. Yeah. What can we do? So having... It's like, you know, um, have you read one of the Hitchhiker's books? Where Arthur Dent ends up stranded on a planet, and he's got all you know. He knows all about technology and toasters and uh, and lasers and everything, but he can't actually do any of it. All, and all he ends up doing is being out and make sandwiches because <laughs> he doesn't know how the technology actually fucking works. He explains that hoovers exist, and then when they say, "How do you build one?" then he goes, "Well, I don't know." Uh, it, you know, you turn it on, <laughs> and you need electricity. Where do you get electricity from? No fucking knows. So. You'd have to go back and change people's minds or change opinions or change things rather than just giving them future technology. Hmm. I think, I mean, <clears throat> you know, going back to this idea of, of people fucking stuff up, I mean, I, I really do think that we, we'd be reasonably further along um, if these people, a relatively small subset of people, you know, I think there's a, like anything, there's a lot of power held in few people's hands and, uh, and if they didn't screw these things up, then we'd be much further along. Uh, but it's to be expected because, of course, with every new industry, it's... People are still finding their feet, you know, and the same problems don't happen now anywhere near as much. I mean, I'd say that the companies today, like if you look at all of the distros, um, you know, Red Hat, Canonicals, uh, Novell, they're all very, very savvy when it comes to open source and free software in the community. But the, but five years ago, of course, it was so much different, and they did make the same. They did make these fucking mistakes. New, slightly interesting thought, um, which is not a new thought for me. I've read it somewhere. Um, do you think that? We needed the infrastructure of having a computer on every desktop that Microsoft provided by aggressively trying to put a computer on every desktop. Whether they got them there fairly or not, ignore for the moment. They put millions and millions and millions and millions of computers in the world. Without that, you know, if, if, if Linux had won and had, had been better in, 90, in 1993 or 1998 or whatever... Um, if it had one, it had been better, but you didn't have that massively aggressive push to convince everyone that what they needed to buy was a yeah. computer. Would the world be worse off now? Do you need someone to do that hugely aggressive push first? And then once you've got all the computers out there, then move them all to Linux. If they'd all been Linux in 1995, would there still only be 650 computers in the world? <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I, I think there'd be a hell of a, a different, lot less different segment, world, really. Definitely. It, it is a different segment, so I threw it in a bit late, sorry. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the reason why... I think the answer's yes, yes, absolutely. by the way, you needed Microsoft. <laughs> I, I, I think so, yeah, I think you need Microsoft. And I think you couldn't do it with... A, a, you couldn't get a computer on every desk with a hugely fragmented market. I mean, obviously the market was fragmented back then mm -hmm. to a point. There wasn't a market, <coughs> I think is what Ak was saying. There wasn't a desktop well, there on was everyone. Some, there was, but, I mean... I mean, the Apple market and... Yeah, there was... And there were DOS computers and everything, but there wasn't... Uh, having a computer wasn't a massively routine thing. You didn't have a computer on everybody's desk in every office. They, they, there were people who had desks, and there, there were some people who needed computers. The people who did the finance stuff on VisiCalc, or um, people who needed to do computery stuff, people who did a lot of typing, wrote a lot of letters, might need a computer for a word processor. But if, if anyone got a job these days and went into work and didn't have a computer on their desk, and they work in an office, they'd think it was weird, and they'd say, where's my computer? That wasn't the case. 15 years ago and I don't think yeah okay. uh, and, and I, I mean <coughs> 15 years ago I was 16 so I was only just on the edges of the work market and the thing is as well as of course Aid was 94 yeah. so perhaps <laughs> you could speak to us well about you were that. still delivering bottles of pop <laughs> <laughs> he was delivering bottles of sonatogen <laughs> but yeah I mean you know I think it's interesting I mean I think it'd be, it'd be fascinating to hear what our listeners think of this I have got two two more points on this one the first thing is that we could possibly 
stop Eric Raymond writing sex tips for geeks. And, uh, that would be a good thing to stop. <laughs> yeah, the, would, wouldn't have put us anywhere further forward, though, really, would oh, it? I think it would. Se- second and less <laughs> important, go back and kill Hitler. <laughs> 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 well, the, other th- the other idea that uh, I-, I wanted to mention was one that Jenny had, my wonderful girlfriend, in fact. And Shag she- Jenny. She- no. She said, to- <laughs> to if we wanted to make di- go back into the future and to make do something to make Linux more back popular. Into the go back into the future. Shit, sorry. <laughs> go back they go the- back to the future. I've seen a film about oh, that. God, <laughs> she's going to kill you, you know, no, no, for yeah, insinuating I- she's stupid. No, 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 it's me that's stupid. Uh, the, other, the, other, the idea that Jenny had to make Linux more popular these days was draw a cock on the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Not really improving the, uh, the, the reputation of Jenny now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing the enterprise people going. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. I remember. I remember when I uh, when I started drawing cocks on things. When I started going, I've drawn a lot of cocks on things. Um, I remember when I started on yourself. When I started getting into <laughs> to make Linux, up for it. I remember speaking to this uh, a, a company shall remain nameless who is still around, and I was chatting to this guy who was very kind of opinionated about about his. No, it wasn't Ack. Yeah, opinionated about the <laughs> Linux you. world, and and he about said to me. Cock. And he said to me, you know, uh, you know when Linux will take off? You know when it'll really hit the mainstream? And I said, when? And he said, when there's not, no more Penguin. Right. And he was like, as soon as that Penguin goes, you know it's hit the mainstream. And it's interesting because the Penguin's always stuck around, you know. <laughs> so he's fucking wrong. Yeah. Linux IT, that was the company. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Nice. It's the end of yet another fun and feature-packed show. Indeed, so indeed. So it's time for the emails. <laughs> can we come, before we overrate the pudding a tiny bit there, <laughs> Before we continue, can we just... Kick Adam in the spuds? Well, apart from that, listeners, send some better fucking emails in. <laughs> oh, <laughs> buck your ideas up. But no, no, must no. compliment them on short emails. No, we've, got some, we've had some good emails, but we've not had many this time, so that's send good. more emails. No, that's good. Keep them short, though. Short and sweet, and preferably... Like this short email from somebody called I.O. Null. Really? Hmm. That's oh. apparently their name. Um, Ubuntu was that, was rename. Was that a song by Bros? Um, uh, not being oh a Bros fan. You know. I wouldn't know. <laughs> no. Like Mr. Bacon, it no, is a Bros fan. <laughs> I'm a Bros fan. I'm In related. a previous episode, you described how Linux should more specifically be named GNU slash Linux. Therefore, <laughs> oh, what? at what point did, what we, did we say, say that? that? Fucking I clearly <laughs> remember you mentioning that. What? I said it should be GNU slash Linux. We were talking about free desktops. Anyway, he writes in and says, Therefore, shouldn't Ubuntu be named GNU Ubuntu? P.S. I don't work for the FSF. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... Moving I, on. I, I suspect when we discussed it, um, we said, if we can talk about the free desktop, should we be calling it GNU slash Linux? Yeah. No. And the, and that was the episode. I'm... I'm I, I'm surprised if we said it should be because I we don't think so. Generally. I rambunctiously disagree with GNU slash Linux. <laughs> well, I think I, beard slash Linux. Well, well, I think that the GNU project deserved every every credit they get first. We We're doing nothing. Stopping us <laughs> off on the path that we've ended up on, but really, we've well, done much, that they? much. So it should be Sun slash Linux anyway. Yeah. yeah, they contributed more of the code. We, we have heard it from Fippo the Clown himself, and he's quite right about it. <laughs> over to Mr. <laughs> John O'Bacon over there. Okay, so Matt Lee. Um, Matt Lee? Matt Lee. Matt Lee. How did he do it? Matt Lee. Matt Lee. <laughs> didn't In they a Matt fashion. <laughs> didn't they make hover- Was he angry or tired? <laughs> didn't they make hoverboards? <laughs> that was Mattel. <laughs> Anagram of his Mattel. name. Mattel. Uh, plus, while I think about it, 
No, they didn't make hoverboards. <laughs> Did you see the thing about, like, the guy who directed <laughs> I it? I know, they got beat. The, the, guy, the guy who directed it, uh, who directed Back to the Future Part 2, um, someone in, in an interview, he said, yeah, the hoverboards, they're not on sale. We managed to get a hold of a pre-production run from Mattel, and fucking millions oh, yeah, yeah. of people Every... went, where do we buy a hoverboard? My God, they're brilliant. <laughs> it's funny, because when that happened, I was going to America on holiday with my mum and dad, and I saw that thing, and I was like to my mum and dad, I need to get a hoverboard when I go to America. Okay. Yeah. So that you can imagine, wow, because it's in America. <laughs> yeah, they have more than three flavors of ice cream in America as well. And what a cool place it is! <laughs> they have warmth in America. <laughs> Your never, turn. never once yeah. have we fucking digressed away from anything. <laughs> when you say we, day. Jono, who do you actually mean? Ack. Ack <laughs> <laughs> suck on his hairy crack. <laughs> What's on your mind again? <laughs> anyway, enough of your three testicles. Guys, I think free desktop is a pretty good term. <laughs> Amazes me that he thinks that. <laughs> See, I agree. Um, but what does it actually cover? You could argue that very few GNU slash Linux distributions actually offer a free desktop. I think GNU slash Linux is the most fair Why term. Why is everyone saying GNU slash all the time? For, for, for most Th desktops. This is Matt GNU slash Lee. Yeah, this is, this, is Matt, this is Matt, I believe, all of the bullshit that comes out of the FSF Lee. Um... <laughs> Uh, it's slightly <laughs> harsh characterisation. <laughs> he knows I'm joking. Uh, it's the he says, that I think GNU slash Linux is the most fair term for most desktops with a Linux kernel, but I understand the problems this name has Board. for many people. Hang on. I think, hang I think, on. I think <laughs> he, has, he has got a point to make. <laughs> I think that before we worry too much about the name, we should focus on getting all the main distributions to ship only free distributions first. Still bored. Okay, yeah, I'm, well, I'm equally bored. <laughs> okay. Hold on, so okay. what's a non-free distribution then? Ubuntu. Xandros. There's a lesson here somewhere, I think. So, uh, which distribution do you use? Ubuntu. Okay. So, yes. Okay. Um, uh, VRMS says it's free, but I'm still not sure about the firmware in the kernel. But okay. I can't work out a way of removing it. Okay. Annoying but true. I am trying. It is annoying but true. <laughs> Why did you install it then? If it annoys you so much? Because I didn't realise at the time. I, I genuinely... You didn't realise? No, when Warty came out... BAM! When, oh, wow, when wow, Warty man. came out, I didn't even know what a binary existed, blob firmware man. was. But you know what it is now? Yes, I do. And I have said to people repeatedly, if someone can sense. help me find out where the binary bits in the kernel are, I'm happy to remove them on my machine and write a script that will help other people oh, remove Oh, so basically them. you want somebody else to do the hard I work. want someone <laughs> to help me, because I've got no idea how to work it out. Okay. I've asked the GNU Sense team, and they weren't particularly helpful. They didn't helpful. make any bloody GNU Sense. They were a <laughs> fucking GNU Sense. <laughs> <laughs> Read your email, boy. Email. Two of us have got to get on a plane. Uh, <laughs> a bloke called Chess Griffin has written in. <laughs> Chess Griffin? Is this some kind of fucking porn star? Apparently. Yeah, Chess. Good name. Who's uh, from the Linux Reality <laughs> Podcast. Oh, uh. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, what, 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 he, what he wants to know is one of, one of his um, listeners has said, Can I, when I go to Lug Radio Live, I'd like to take along some Linux Reality flyers. Which is a man's do you, podcast. Do, do you, <laughs> Chess Griffin, think that that's a good idea? And he said we ought to ask the Lug Radio people first, so he's asking us, do we yeah, mind? Yeah, no problem. Bring them along. Do we mind if people advertise other podcasts at our special event and the, and the answer mind. is no we don't no. mind fine Bring it on. there'll be a space in the bog just for <laughs> your life <laughs> everyone's welcome am I yeah, the only no, person se seriously we've got no problem with that am I the only person when I hear that chess, chess griffin that I just think of McBain from the Simpsons <laughs> <laughs> 
Nice. Chess <laughs> Griffin sounds like his stage name to me. Chess Griffin. <laughs> That's like his porn star name, isn't it? Definitely. <laughs> Chess. Well, yeah, Chess. No, no, okay. Uh, maybe it's Chess. Okay, Chess. Shay Griffin. Shay Griffin. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's where he lives. <laughs> maybe it's Chav Griffin. <laughs> okay, Shay Griffin. Uh, yes, we've got no problem with your listener doing that. No worries. Mr. Uh, Swartz. Your, your, your listener, your one and only <laughs> listener. Should people listen to Lil- Has anyone listened to Lilith's reality? Nope. I've never heard of it. Oh, dear. Harsh. So, th- sorry, Sp- Chess Griffin. So, speaking of podcasts. Is there a URL there, by the way? <laughs> uh, there, there isn't, but I'd be profoundly shocked if Googly for Linux Reality didn't bring it up. Uh, Linux Reality Podcast. So, Adam Sweet. Right, well, not for the first time <laughs> since I've been here at the email section. I looked at the skies, but yet they are empty. <laughs> uh, my, my emails are pretty short. No, tell us up. about your uh, your encounter with the Linux yeah, Action I, I, I've been I decided, <laughs> on the subject of Linux Podcast the whole house. I decided to broaden my Linux Podcast listening <laughs> recently. I've been listening to a you few. You strayed from the path. Bloody Jews. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, I thought, well, <laughs> I mean, I bought a, a Nog multimedia player so I can listen to Lug Good Radio man for in the car. IPod. Well done. And uh, I thought, well, I mean, Lug Radio takes me, like, back and a forth to, to, listen to, to work for two days a week. I could listen to something else on the way home. So I started listening to a couple of others. Some of them I stopped immediately. But I was listening Suggest. to uh, the Linux desktop show, I think. Uh, he irritated me. What was him. that, Linux Link Tech Show? No, no, no. Not <laughs> li- Stop LTM. being or nasty. Linux on the desktop we got on my nerves. Why do we need that new studio again? Eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I, I've been listening to the Linux Action Show uh, recently, a few shows, and I emailed them into the show to tell them that I thought they sounded like Burton Ernie out <laughs> of Sesame Street. And was I wasn't that, lying. Was, was that constructive criticism? No, well, <laughs> I, I, somewhat regrettably, I also in, you, uh, included some useful information for something that somebody had emailed into the show in a pre- previous episode. <laughs> but the main thrust of my email was to tell them that they sound like Burton and <laughs> out of Sesame Street. And they didn't really like that. <laughs> in what way didn't they like it? They, they gave it pretty short shrift and dismissed dismissed me as being British and therefore I didn't count. Maybe they didn't like it because they don't share a fucking bath and sing about a rubber ducky. I mean, that's one of the other reasons. (laughs) In fairness... They're Americans, of course they do. In fairness, just like me when I sent my email, I don't think they meant particularly any harm to me, but they dismissed it pretty quickly and slightly rudely. And also another listener emailed in the next show to say that he didn't think they sounded like Burton Ernie either. (laughs) Well, I I have to say... Interesting shit. I'm appalled that people on a podcast would just dismiss emails that they get. That's a horrific thing to <laughs> before do. We, before, and we'd never do that. Before we carry on as well, we we seem to get a repeat... This is this other little podcast, this tiny little piece of shit called Hashlog Radio. <laughs> <laughs> we get a repeated kicking on Hashlog Radio because we don't mention them on Log Radio. So I think it's only fair that we actually mention Hashlog Radio. So if you go to planet.logradio.org slash um, something, then... <laughs> Hashlog Radio. Hashlog Radio. Oh, yeah. Gay bummers get involved. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Neuro. Sorry, it's my gaybummers.com joke forward slash get involved. Ah, okay. Fair enough. If, if it so, yeah, but Hashlog Radio is a, a podcast about us what? in which... A podcast about us in which they complain about us every two weeks. So, uh, Sounds go, awesome. Go, go, go and... Go and <laughs> Thanks, Aid. Go and listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, really, yeah, okay. <laughs> we should do a show about them one time and just take the piss out of them. Bit of fucking sage justice. <laughs> 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 
Have you got any more emails? <laughs> Sage Justice. <laughs> You've looked at that sheet and it just... Have you got any more emails? You don't look inspired, eh? I've got one email. I'm not I, particularly inspired, but... I've got, I've got an email. Um, there's oh, one funny. Fucking jump over the fucking... Uh, it, it's only a very quick one. Um, one from Andrew Mason saying, The new iRiver E10, which is brand oh, yeah. new, supports OG. I think iRiver have learned their lesson after they fucked up the H10. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that, Andrew Mason, because we were bitching about... Yeah, or, yeah. Or, or we thought that iRiver didn't support Og anymore because they hated freedom but apparently that's not the case <laughs> so thank you well done the eye river people we, while we're plugging uh, media players that play Og I just my media players a cow on you cow put on a cow on iAudio X5 you um, put a cow on what no no <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got a cow on iAudio X5 <laughs> fuck <laughs> off so what does it sound like I don't know shut up move <laughs> 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 no, no, there was a, you were talking about this in the last show. Some guy was going on about he wanted a uh, uh, OG player, hardware player, yes. and you were going on about it. there's only so that, like yes. there's fuck all. The, the Shall I reckon there are thousands? He's clearly a lying arsehole. <laughs> but <laughs> the on I Audio X5, there's, I'm very very that, happy with there's it. There's the Neuros one as well. Although I never know whether it's Neuros and they've gone just nicked it off of Neuro. <laughs> no, I, think, I think he I think he you now steals things Neuro. for him. <laughs> Namely hubcaps. hubcaps. Right. Um, we uh, the Haskell Justice League have got in touch again. <laughs> oh, God. Are you sure it's not the Justice League of Haskell? All two of them. Splitters. Blood, blood of splitters. <laughs> kind of shows what this is all about. This oh, they're bag of otters now. This, 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 this has just become like Haskell hour at the end of the show, isn't it? This, no one cares about Haskell. Stop writing to us. Well, they care. Now, hang on a second. Cultural sublimination's written in. To write about it, four pound fifty name. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the stage they, what name. Do they so what must be Mr. and Mrs. Sublimination. It's probably called like Bob Robbins or something. So what she said, and uh, uh, she the Diggory Cocklover. Well, no, name was <laughs> Diggory Cocklover. <laughs> Diggory Laycock. Diggory Laycock. Plus <laughs> he lays cock at the plus, weekend. I, I don't know. Cultural seems to be a not very gendered name, so I guess. Okay. <laughs> On has I suspect this person's confused. On Haskell and functional programming language, uh, functional languages. Dear gents, cheers for the show. It is possibly among my. Okay. It's possibly among my favourite <laughs> Linux podcasts. But not certainly. It's, it's possibly <laughs> uncertain among my favourite Linux podcasts produced in the UK. So out of all of the Linux pod podcasts produced in the UK, of which we are the only one... We're somewhere near the top. We're somewhere near the top. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that complete meaningless shite. <laughs> We're possibly his th favourite. Th th thank you for a uh, rather backhanded compliment, that one. I have a remark... Uh, Additional studio for your ego, <laughs> wasn't it? <laughs> no, I keep forgetting Don't be horrible, Tack. Yeah. I have a remark about last, <laughs> the last episode, which is episode uh, 73, which uh, doubles as a suggestion for a segment. You seem to be pouring some der derision over, um, uh, over Haskell, mainly due to it's lack of popularity. <laughs> I don't use and purpose. I don't use Haskell myself, but I do use OCaml. <laughs> OCaml, <laughs> where art thou? <laughs> oh dear God! It was a song by Paul Anker. That OCaml, I am my fool, <laughs> darling. I need you. Oh, no, In the bed. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, uh, but he does. Uh, he or she, he slash she uses OCaml, also a functional programming language. I discovered it after many years of using more traditional imperative languages such as C, C Java, Python. Um, Etc. All I can say is that I only regret Bored. not. <laughs> All I can say is that I only regret not having started using OCaml sooner. It's very high level. It's, oh, it's incredibly fast. Get a language with a better name. You, you smoke camel, don't you? So anyway, let's, I used to. Oh, right. Let's, ig camel, camel let, let's ignore all the shit. And then he, says, uh, and then he slash she slash uh, mixed says, so why aren't we using all functional languages like Haskell, OCaml, Clean, Scala, slash board? 
<laughs> well, we say we're not interested in what you have to say. <laughs> it, I mean, so we haven't got any oh, genuine oh, reason to oh, dislike oh, Aston. No, here it is. Here it is. It says, um, <laughs> but it'd be interesting to hear your views on the subject. Cheers. See sublimination. <laughs> Okay. It's an actual name. Well, I, 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 I ought to point out here, I'm presumably the only one among us who has any experience with functional programming languages. Or even know what that means. Well, is there an unfunctional programming language? <laughs> that, that, you write some code it, 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 it means oriented around functions, not objects. Not that it works. <laughs> So Lisp is a functional programming language, for example. Oh, camel, I am but a fool, darling, I need you. Though you treat me cruel. Aren't, as well. aren't all programs based on functions? <laughs> no, not no. no the, the whole program is one function. One the, tip, one for, tip. The, for, for example, Haskell is... It's the evolution of programming languages. You got started off with structured programming, then you have functional programming, and then now, nowadays people use non-functional, unstructured programming languages. Check, check so Mr. I got HND in computer science. So, yeah, no, the <laughs> functional means not object-orientated. I'm not getting into this because no, this no it, it doesn't mean that. And if I talk any more about programming language styles, I'm going to die of boredom. Oh, well, anyway, but well, I've used functional programming languages. I hated them. This lot haven't got an opinion, so the official yes. language of you is we hate functional programming. And 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 one tip towards <laughs> you, cultural is you like Python. So you've got no clue about programming. No, he just loves the Python. <laughs> <laughs> one tip: swiftly, cultural simulation. If you want to have if you want to have any success with men slash women slash goats, you need to change your fucking name. It's ridiculous. <laughs> So that's what we know John about Haskell then. So mood this if, week. If, if, if someone could give us an example, of a not, 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 a, not a theoretical example of why Lisp or functional programming languages or Haskell are actually good, but an actual real proper example why I want to do it, rather than just writing in and bollocking us for hating it without, and then saying, but it's good, and you don't understand because it's the future, right? Someone give us a real example. We'll be happy well, to listen. Well, this has been dragging on for weeks now, so yeah, what I want to know, someone put a second? fucking pin in the board and say, this is what Haskell is useful for. Yes. Mr. Mr. Largeridge. Um, Mr. Largefridge. Mr. Largeridge. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang Is there, did we agree, did we stick a talk in Lagradio Live uh, about Haskell? I can't remember. We had one submitted. Mm, no, we didn't. We did, didn't we? No, no, we've had no talks about Haskell submitted as we far did. as I can remember. Some dude said, did you want to do a talk about Haskell? Really? I think you ignored him. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have deliberately ignored him because we ne- we've, ne- we've, ne- we've nearly got the schedule ready. No, so- someone offered to talk. Yeah, yeah, we've just obviously just fallen through the. Oh, net. sorry. If if you offered a talk on Haskell, then please mail us at show at lugradio.org again. I'll have a look for it in case yep. I've and if we lost can't, the email. If we can't fit you in the talk schedule, uh, do a buff. Because yeah. I, think, I think a lot of people are interested or in like Or a light bulb <laughs> we, 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 We've given a lot more popularity to functional <laughs> languages just because we hate them and people tend to like stuff that we More hate. on light bulb talks in a second. Yes, absolutely. But um, <laughs> last email is from Pat Finch responding oh, to the Patty fact Finch. that John bollocked him for being a Windows user last time. And uh, and he uses, uh, he's got a triple boot laptop. He says he, he boots Solaris Express and Ubuntu um, and Windows. Excellent. That's okay. He says, uh, unlike John, I certainly do eat dog food. Hurrah. I do eat the dog food. I run a dog food. <laughs> you, you run a Ubuntu edgy. He's in stuff. No, I don't. When as, he was at, as of when? As of. When he was at Seabit. When I was at Seabit. Pay attention. Oh, so, so, three days ago. Then. Yeah, and it's my production machine, so yes, I'm going to install it. <laughs> uh, yes, I apologise, Patrick. I, 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 I didn't. It was merely a, a, a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, and, um, uh, and my dog food tastes nicer than your dog food. <laughs> he says, yes, my laptop is a technology player. He uses Ubuntu, for God's sake. Don't bollock him too much. Surely he's not eating his he dog says, food, He says, yes, uh, he uses Ubuntu and Solaris Express. Oh, so he only uses his dog food when... 
Yes, my laptop is a technology <laughs> playground, and yes, I lose a lot of data, and yes, my wife gets irritated by that. He's a good, he's a good fellow, is Patrick Finch. Yeah, he is. I, 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 I ought to suggest buying your wife her own laptop is probably a good idea. <laughs> so, let's move on. Let's uh, move can on. I tell a story about um, our special thing? <laughs> can I tell it? What, you, uh, I think it's an ex- special thing. So. Right. You're going to tell it anyway, though, aren't you? Yes, indeed. Even though I don't think you should. Fuck you. But you're going to ruin the surprise element. Exactly. Thank you, Aid. No. Uh, That's a reasonable point. No. Thank you. That's three against one. One Ah. of which doesn't count. What? Adam. Why doesn't he count? Hold on. I'd like to have explained why I don't count. (laughs) Doesn't he count more than all three of us? Counts more than the rest of us. Because you you can announce it all you fucking like. Just in case anyone's wondering, it's nothing to do with bum love either. (laughs) I think we should say what it is. I think people people will go to this thing for the the reason that we're going to tell them. I'll tell you what. I say we should tell them the title, but not what it means. Okay. That seems fair. Well, we can maybe drop a hint in the next segment. So, yeah, let's build it up. It's the end of the show. What do you mean in the next Not segment? Not the next, coming, the next coming, show. Coming, coming oh, right, okay. So the title is called... The, the, this is just, just, just to set the ground a little bit here. Um, we have pretty much now nailed down the schedule for Lug Radio Live 2007. We're still confirming with a lot of people. Um, so we're not going to release the schedule yet. But um, we're hoping to have something out uh, in the next uh, two to three weeks uh, with an indication of where, where everyone's actually going to be. Um, so if you've... Um, if, if you have submitted a talk, we'll be getting back to you shortly to say whether it's been accepted or not. And we have some special segments in, we do in the show, special, like, such, as, such as the Mass Debate. And uh, the Hour of Power. And the Hour of Power. Because that was dead popular And of course, the Radio Live and Unleashed in front of a live studio audience. And, and we have a new one. We and have we'll a new give one. the title. The title is called... Is it Adam's Sweets? Or is it Sweets? No, nah, Adam's Sweets. The title is... Adam Sweets... Gongathong... Lightbulb Talk... Extravaganza. <laughs> <laughs> So what exactly is a light bulb talk? We can tell them that. We can tell them that bit. A light bulb talk. We have main talks, and then we, which are about forty-five minutes, and then we have lightning talks, which are about twenty-five minutes, (laughs) and then we have light bulb talks, which are about three minutes. Yeah. So and the idea is that you basically we're going to have a a talk in three minutes. The idea is that someone gets up. It's what everyone else in the world calls a lightning talk. Any other conference anywhere in the globe, they're not three minutes though. You 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 say do a lightning talk, and they're talking about a five to to ten, three to five minute talk. Mm. Eight been decided on well you're yeah you, three to five minutes or while you were doing fuck all to do with that radio like we chose you, can't, comment. you yeah. were asleep but the, <laughs> the idea yeah, just thought to, it was asleep on another continent well, just, yes. to clarify, <laughs> just to clarify as well this is one hour this isn't throughout the event this is one hour in which we're going to have a load of people and anybody can volunteer you can either come up on the day or we'd like to know beforehand if, if, if possible if you fancy getting up for three minutes and talking about something well, and have, have, a th- have a think about it bollocks now we're now, probably going to put up a big sign on the day and then you can go we'll, we'll have sort of you know 10 to 12 of yeah. slots so go up on the day and sign up if you want to do a three to and five minutes. And let's, minute let's talk. remember that title again is yes. Adam Sweets Gong a Thong <laughs> Light Bulb Talk <laughs> Extravaganza. All the clues you need are in the name, <laughs> <laughs> provided you correctly hear all the consonants. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sweets Gong a Thong Light Bulb Talk Extravaganza. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And Adam's, it was going to be Simon Willison's Gongathon <laughs> Light Bulb Talk Extravaganza. He's too scared. But, but he's too scared. But he, was, but he was too scared. Yes, yes. He's Harry he's a, in his defence, I wouldn't have done it either. <laughs> well, Harry yeah. Potter look like a bastard. On the other hand, Harry Potter is speaking at this year's like Radio is. Live 2007. <laughs> and yeah. who do we think Harry Potter is? Simon Willison. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> so, uh, 
So yeah, so anyone who knows Simon would have gone, yeah, Simon. When I said that, so I think it's safe to say that on the next show we can announce <laughs> we can announce the speakers at the Radio Live. I think so. Yes. So it's, we've got a fantastic lineup. So it's going to be it's going to be. We're well pleased with it, and we've seen it, and Yao haven't. Yeah. So and go. it was confirmed, uh. and we finalised it last night. We did while we were laid in bed, wasn't it? <laughs> Apart from that last bit, yeah. <laughs> we sleep in the same bed like Morecambe and Wise. No, no, we don't. No. <laughs> or Bert and Ernie from the <laughs> Linux Action Show. Yes. So now, then, um, now we've got the speakers list dialed down. One of the things we want to move on to is boffs. Yep. So we need more boffs. We do need more boffs. If you're interested in running a boff at Lug Radio Live, please contact us. One boff could be how to kill dogs when you're recording a radio show. Yeah. What do you feed them every now and again? <laughs> I showed you that basket I put them in. Small. Oh shoes. yeah. <laughs> so good show. Should we um, piss off? Yep. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Let us to the sh- show at LaGradio.org as normal. And, yes, uh, absolutely. And listen to Hash Radio. Listen to Hash Radio and hear them slag us off. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it, it's good fun. If you hate us as much as they do, then enjoy listening <laughs> to the show. <laughs> See you later, motherfucker. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>